Hello everyone and welcome to the Dog Ate My Meeple podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Dog Ate My Meeple podcast. It's Omar here again and today we've got slight change of plans. While last time I promised you that this episode will be based on the voting you've had which you've decided that you would like to hear about uh, beginner-friendly games, the things became a bit more interesting, a bit more exciting for us at the podcast, and we are bringing you something very different. While the episode about beginner-friendly games is coming soon, today we have a very special episode because thanks to Too Fat To Fly games, we've been offered and given the chance to play the new upcoming Kickstarter game. Which means today is another Kickstarter preview episode, and we are looking at Dining with Dracula. So, introductions aside, let's get into it, because I've got to tell you quite a lot about the game, which I think is one of the more interesting Kickstarters I've had a chance to see. So, without further ado, let's get into it, let's see what the game is like, what kind of game is it, and what can we actually do in Dining with Dracula. So, you're a vampire, a young vampire, and you do know Old Count. Old Count Dracula is already senile, and his tourist empire, and yes, you've heard me correctly, tourist empire, is looking for someone to take over. Well, as a young vampire, of which we have four different characters, you will have four days to convince the Dracula that you are the best choice to take over his tourist emporium. Well, how will you do it? Well, it will take a bit of hard work, a bit of um, deception, should I say, um, a lot of bribing, some fancy gifts, and some work done by the tourists who can be convinced to do your bidding. That's really what Dining with Dracula is all about. It's a really fun two to four players worker placement slash resource management game in which as a young vampire we will be trying to get favor points which later we can exchange for victory points in order to score most of them and becoming the one to whom the old senile Count Dracula has most love towards. Well, how do we do this? Let's have a look how a round looks like, how the game plays, and hopefully you will understand why it's really worth waiting the two days, because the game is already coming on 18th of August, so make sure to be on the lookout, make sure to notify on launch, because that's a game that's definitely worth your time. So let's learn why. Well, in Dining with Dracula, as I mentioned, we will be using our character itself as well as some of the tourists to move around the map um, in different locations in Transylvania. Over there we will have different locations that will provide us with different resources and as we will be collecting these resources we will be able to use them in different ways to gain favour and to gain victory points straight away as well. But before I go too quick and before I go to fine explanations, let's start from the basics. The game is played over four days and each day has 24 hours. Now, straight away we are exposed to really interesting mechanic over here because the 24 hours are currency for your action and the currency is shared by all players. 
it's not only that I will do one thing and then the next player will do one thing and the next player will do one thing. Well, technically, player one could do one thing and spend just one hour. Player two could do second thing and spend two hours. But player three, if they play really well and they plan ahead, they could use up to six hours in a single turn. Well, in a moment I will explain how it works and why tourists play such a key role, but we already see a very interesting dynamic that smart planning and thinking forward pays off in the game, because it's not just about, okay, I go here and I take this one thing, that's that's okay, that's enough. Well, in order to win Dracula's favor, we need to do a bit better than that. So each turn, we have a choice of two different actions. Well, on a map itself, which has a very lovely R style, and I might admit, and it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek in terms of, uh, you know, sense of humor, uh, we will have a chance to travel to one of different locations. Uh, we've got castle walls, we've got church, we've got donut stand, beer stand, um, garlic bread stand. Um, we can go and get some bricks, we can go to scrapyard and get some metal. So we will be able to go to different places and visit different places and collect resources. Now that's the simplest action we can do and each place will have a certain number of spaces available. So it's really important to understand that while some places have double, so in terms of uh, getting wood, getting bricks or getting metal, there are two spaces, one giving us two of the resource and the other one just giving one. Uh, most of the other locations, so the more advanced locations should I say, those giving us uh, holy water, blood packs, sheep, um, beer or donuts, all of these only have one space, so only one person at a time can really benefit from that because no two players can be taking over same space. However, what is really important is that there we have another action. Another action is to repair a stand. Well, repairing a stand means that we are actually building. Imagine, as a tourist, you are going and you have all the tiny shops selling different things. Well, as we said, it's Dracula's tourist empire, so in this case we also need to take part and put some effort into it. And when we repair a stand, we will have to pay a particular cost of a given resource, which map tells us how much it costs, and we will put our cube to indicate that we've built our stand over there, and we will automatically get favor points. Favor points are the cute little hearts which represent the love that the old Dracula might have for us. Now notice that I said might have, because every single favor point is not automatically victory point. I will explain in a moment how it works in the second part of the turn of a single day, but there is a very important mechanic here that favor is a resource that then we need to change into victory points. Favor itself is not victory points yet. Now, so I mentioned we can visit a place, get resources or repair a stand and just, you know, uh, fix a booth of something and then sell it to tourists. So now we come to tourists. Well, before the game starts in the initial setup, we are taking a set of location cards of which we take four. These are four locations in which tourists are already there. So when we start the game, four of the map's locations will already have tourists in them. Now this is really important because tourists play a key role and allow us to do more things. Now the fifth card location we're going to take out, this is where the bus is. So let me just recap quickly. In a bus, we have eight tourists. When we start a turn, four of them will be already allocated to certain positions on a map, and the remaining four will go to the next place, and they will be just waiting there in their bus. You're gonna have like a small cute bus in which actually the tourist meeples are sitting around, and we can, there is uh, special powers that allow us to drive the bus around. Now, why tourists are so important? 
Well, they are important for a number of reasons. First of all, every single time our character does something in a location in which a tourist already is placed, we can use that tourist. You know, being vampires, we can just hypnotize them to do our bidding. So let's say there is a tourist in a garlic stand, I go over there, I repair a stand, I pay the costs. The tourist is there, available for me to take another action, because that's what tourists can do. If we do something in a location in which a tourist already is standing, we can use that tourist, move him to another location and do something for us and we will get the benefit. Now, another really important thing is that every single time we use a tourist, we must use a special tourist power, of which at any given time we will have eight set up on the table. So we will always have eight different powers, hopefully, and some of them will be giving us, for example, extra garlic if they are in the garlic stand, or giving us extra steel or metal if we are in the right place. Um, some of them allow us to move the bus. If, for example, we use the driver, then we're gonna have the bus driver and he will allow us to move the bus from one location to the other. I will explain why that matters in a moment as well. So it's really interesting because, as I mentioned before, if we plan smart and we plan ahead, if I move to a location when nothing, no one is there, like there are no tourists, then that means I can only do one thing. But if I go to a place in which I have a tourist, that means I technically can have two actions. Now do notice that I need to pay time for both. Okay, pay time. Yes, because each of our action isn't just part of the turn, it actively consumes time. If I visit a place to gain a resource, I'm just gonna spend one hour from the 24 hours available. If I'm repairing a stand, I will have to pay two hours. So let's say I go to a garlic stand, I get a resource and then there is a tourist over there which I use to go somewhere else and get another resource. That means that in my turn I've already used two hours from the general shared pool of the time available to all players, which is really interesting and makes you think very strategically because you know that someone else can do things and Basically, they can use all the time, so you might not get another turn if you are not smart enough. Now, there is another reason why we want tourists. One of the really cool things is one of the special powers of one of the tourists, which is Miss Positive Thinking, is that we can take her away to our lair. And this basically means that the, instead of using a tourist and placing the meeple on a map, sending them to do our bidding, we take them to our place and let's say we keep them for a snack for later. I will explain how we can use these snack tourists for later, but basically we can just keep them as food, to put it bluntly. Now, the third option is that we can buy, or should I say, bribe new tourists. If I end up in a place in which the bus is located, I can bribe a tourist paying them with a donut or a beer. You know, obviously things that tourists want, which means I will be able to take a new tourist from the bus and then put them same as any other tourist. So while the game starts with only four tourists on the board, realistically there is no problem with getting all eight tourists on the board as we play the game, because we might want to purchase them to get them to do things for us, which is quite interesting as well. That's why, you might have noticed earlier, I said that while some players can do one thing, for example, just send the hero themselves to visit a place and get a resource, use one hour, well, if I plan ahead and I do it smart way, I 
I could go to a place, repair a stand with my hero, spending two hours, use a tourist which is already there to do something else, and buy another tourist with a beer or a donut to do another thing. So realistically, if I plan really well, I can have up to three actions in my single turn. Well, of course it doesn't happen all the time and I need to have resources, like I mentioned, donuts or beer, to actually do this. And they may be very valuable because I might need them for gifts for the Dracula. Well, why would I need gifts? One of the things is, like I said, that we play over four days, but each day will have 24 hours. Now after 24 hours, what happens? We go to the titular dinner with the Dracula. Well, when we go dining with the Dracula, what happens is that we need to bribe the old Dracula to allow us to sit on the table with him. Now, what that means is that each evening, should I say, or after each day passes and we go to feed the old Dracula, we need to pay him in order to allow us to sit by the table, which provides us with opportunity to change our favor points, which we get earlier by repairing a stand, into victory points. So all the love we collected, which is actually lovely heart-shaped tokens, now it's not just victory points like I mentioned, we need to bribe the old Dracula to allow us to gain victory points and scored, score whatever we've got at that particular time. Now, it may sound easy, but there are three different ways we can score the blot, let's say we can pay with blot. First of all, we can use the available resources from the map. We have sheep, nice fluffy sheep, which count as one point of blot, so that's one point of bribery, should I say. We can have blood bags, which we can obtain from hospital, and these count as two bribe bags. Now, another option is the one I mentioned earlier. If we keep a tourist for a snack, we can give that tourist to Dracula for supper, should I say, and that will give us three bribe points. Now, three bribe points is the minimum we have to pay. And if we want to go and sit on the table, but let's say we only have one uh, blood bag, that would be two points. Well, does it mean that I can't do this and I can't exchange my victory points? Not necessarily, because, you know, when the situation becomes dire, we can always stick out our neck and let Dracula drink us. Each player is allowed to get bitten, and we have up to three squares on our character card, which represent the bite marks. Well, for each bite we decide to give to Dracula, we get one bribe point. But at the same time, it's not just positive. Well, I've mentioned that the bribe points are really important because they allow us to exchange our favor, the love we got, we collected, into victory points. But it doesn't mean that I just get three points, I get, um, that I, I'm, I manage to get three bribe points and I can exchange all of them. They are exchanged in one-to-one -one ratio. If I only pay three blood, I can only exchange up to three favor points into victory points. Let's say I had a really good turn and I have all six different, uh, I have managed to get six favor tokens. Well, I could pay three and exchange only three of them, but if I really want to get an early lead, I might decide to give more blood to Dracula, bribe him even more to get all the favor points into victory points now, not having to worry about this later. Now, what's the problem with bites, which I just mentioned a second ago? The problem is that for each bite we have already taken, we can exchange one less of victory points. Which means, let's say I have one bite, I've paid to Dracula, and I paid five bribe. Well, because of my bite, I can only exchange four 
favor tokens into victory points, even though I paid 5, because I've already got bitten once. That doesn't mean, however, that my bite is there forever, and if I'm quite smart, I can go get some holy water or a garlic and, you know, heal myself a little bit and get better. Well, it might sound all really complicated, because we not only walk on the map, we have to bribe this and all, but realistically, it's very simple to get a grab. Uh, playing one day was everything I needed to feel really comfortable with it. Um, each turn, I'm just going to go to a place and I will decide to collect a resource. Oh, there is a tourist. I will move the tourist somewhere else and, for example, make him build a stand for me. I will get some favor points, keep them here. Over the day, I will be collecting all the different resources, which allows me to build stands, which will give me favor, allows me to collect uh, resources that I might need to pay the bribe points, you know, collecting sheep and collecting block bats. Uh, blood bags, but another thing, there are also gifts. Well, these are very important, because if we pay the minimum of three bribe points, it also allows us to gift the old Dracula, the old favorite count, with special things. Well, whether we want to give him a bunch of adorable puppies as a snack, whether we want to give him the latest fashion of tinfoil hats, or whether we want to give him all-in-one, which is a cross, a steak, um, holy water and it's silver and plenty of different things which would be your Swiss army knife in a anti-vampire version. Well we have a holy water spray which looks like a bottle of Kleenex but obviously with holy water for old Dracula. There is a lot of really funny things over there and if you look at the gifts we can give, some of them are really tongue-in-cheek and, and we had a really few good laughs with Michael when we've been playtesting Dining with Dracula. The whole game is uh, very fun, has a very fun theme to it and even though technically I'm hypnotizing tourists and sending them to certain death when Dracula is feeding, it's all good fun and laugh. Uh, it's a very child-friendly game and, uh, you know, let's be honest, bribing tourists with donuts and beer isn't really that scary as it could be in real life. So the game is actually really fun and I would say it's a very family friendly game in which the theme is so playful and, and shown in such a fun way that the children will have a good laugh um, looking at a funny old count while you will have a laugh looking at all the pop culture references you can find in different, uh, in different items like we can give old Dracula a box set of Fluffy the Vampire Slayer, because everyone knows that this is his favorite show, right? So that's really it when it looks at a Dining with Dracula itself. We're going to be moving our character to different locations. We will be either gaining resources or building stands, which allows us to gain some benefits. Now, of course, we will be getting favor, but there is also another thing that may happen. Now, before I go into that, it's really important for you to know and for me to tell you that each of the spaces in which we can get the more advanced resources, uh, we can build a stand, but for most of the spaces, it's up to five different stands we can build. And we build them from left to right, and as you can imagine, the ones on the left, so the first stands are the cheaper ones, but also give us less points. The more, the later we decide to buy it, and the further to the right the space in which we build is, the more expensive it will be to build it, but also it will provide us with more uh, favor points. Really important thing is that while when the day ends and we go dining to the Dracula and then the second day starts, well, everything on the map changes and all the tourists disappear. The only thing that stays is our stands. Now why that matters is because by the end of the game, 
Whoever has majority of the stunts in a given location, they will get one extra victory point. But also, every single day, when we start putting tourists together and when the tourists start visiting the four places before we start the turn, the person who controls a given place is actually getting a resource because a tourist visited. So let's say in turn one, during my first day, I've managed to build a stand with beer. Now, if the next day, second day, one of the locations from the four starting locations which tourists visit is a beer stand, I would actually get a beer already before my turn even stands. Now, let's say I built st stand number one and Michael built stand number two. Well, if the next turn tourist decides to visit that place, he's the one who's getting that reward because his stand is most to the right. That means, you know, you want to keep an eye at who's controlling which location, but at the same time, who has the top right, who has the further mode to the right location, because that's the one who can potentially benefit from any tourists visiting it. Now, you know, it's a bit of a risk because there is only four tourists in the beginning, but there is far more locations than that. So you are not certain whether they will visit it. But believe me, in a pinch, having that one extra sheep saved me a whole turn because I didn't have to collect it because I had enough time, um, enough blood to pay the tribute and pay the bribe so I can sit down on that table and actually discuss everything with old Drac. Now, if you think about it, by now you possibly already have an opinion about the game and I think it's time for me to share mine. Like I said, it's a really simple game in terms of mechanics because after playing one turn, which took us about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we had a good hang of how the game works. It's really easy because I go to a place, I decide to build or collect it. If there are tourists, I use them. I always pay with time. One good word of advice, always pay with time first so you don't forget doing this because we had problems with that in the beginning. But you pay the time, you collect resource, you build. If there are tourists, you move the tourists, they do something for you, you choose a power that they will utilize, and you keep on going like that till the game finally ends. Now, after four days, after last final attempts to bribe old Dracula and exchange your favor tokens into victory points, we count the points and the person with more victory, most victory points is of course the winner. No surprises here. Now, to be honest with you, I really wasn't sure what to expect um, from Dining with Dracula, as I only saw pictures, I only saw um, some pictures of the game. There was one video, I think it was in Italian, so I didn't really understand what they were talking about. Um, I saw the game and I saw them placing different meeples, I saw tokens, cubes, I saw sheep, which looked really cool and it all looks really fun, but I wasn't really sure how the game will play. Well, when I got the game and I started reading the rulebook, I found that it's a really smart worker placement game, which for me easily went to the top of the worker placement games I've had a chance to play. Well, it's not something I would say like Carcassonne because, you know, the, we are not building and the tile laying changes everything. But while it's not a cooperative game, comparing a simple thing, would I rather play Pandemic or Dining with Dracula? I'm gonna say Dining with Dracula. Would I rather play Catan or Dining with Dracula? I'd rather play Dining with Dracula. There is a lot of other games which I consider classics, which are good in their own right, but Dining with Dracula was for me simply better than they were. If you're gonna tell me, yeah, but Catan is this and it's such a big classic, yes, but no one said that classic has to be good. And in this case, Dining with Dracula is a new entrant, and I think that's the one that people should pay attention to because it's a game that's definitely worth your time. If you are looking for a fun worker placement that it's fun for everyone and it's really easy to pick up, 
it's definitely a game worth your time. Now, as I said, we're going to have an episode coming about beginner-friendly games. You are certain that I will mention Dining with Dracula, because if Michael and me were able to catch the game and not make a single mistake later, after playing the first 12 hours, which was about 10 minutes, that means that the game was easy to learn. But if I can also tell you that by the end of the game, we were thinking 10 steps ahead to make sure and trying to predict what the other player will do in order to be able to make most of it and try to get the gifts last minute, planning how to utilize every single hour we've got available. That means that the game is not just easy dumb. It's a game which is very complex in terms of decision making and it's not an easy game to win necessarily. It can become very tactical and decision making is crucial. Um, at one point we noticed that we can actually block a location which will make it very difficult for someone to gain a particular resource, it was bricks at that, uh, in our particular case, unless someone decides to build there. But building there was really expensive and none of us could spend these resources for it. So we blocked each other from getting something in order to utilize the resources that we had better. Because of that, for uh, Misha was uh, Michael was really good, and he was able to, uh, in his last time, spend four hours, which were the four remaining hours on day four, and stopped me from getting one single resource that I needed to be able to get the last gift. And because of that, he managed to win twenty nine to twenty four. While otherwise, I would be able to play it slightly differently, and I'm not sure if I would have won but the difference would be definitely smaller. So straight away, I can tell you that it was a game that once we finished it, we looked at each other and said, yeah, we want another. It's that type of game. It looks really pretty and we both really enjoy the style. Um, it has this kind of comic bookish, funny graphics to it. And um, we have really interesting characters. Like at one point, Michael started reading his character card and it turned out that he's a vampire farmer from Carpatian Farmer Syndicate, because you know, that's a thing over there. Uh, we have a younger vampire, we have a business businesswoman vampire. So the characters are quite actually interesting and each one looks different, um, as well as represents a different color of meeples. We have blue, green, yellow, and red. So, you know, nice and easy to follow. In general, what I would say that Dining of Dracula is one game that, like I said, I had no idea what to expect of it, but as we started playing, I was getting more and more excited about playing it. Um, I will possibly be actually backing it, to be honest with you. While I've already backed quite a lot of games on Kickstarter, and you know, my funds for Kickstarter are kind of running out, I might consider selling few other games to be able to do this one. So I am definitely one of the people who will be really closely checking out um, Dining with Dracula on Kickstarter, which shows up on 18th of August. So just upcoming Tuesday, you will have a chance to do it. Now make sure if you want it, and my recommendation would be to do it, if you back it in early bird, you will also get a metal coin with the Dracula's face on it. So you know, it's always nice to have a coin, even just to use it to decide who's the first player. You know, it's not going to be heads or tails, it's going to be all the Dracula or whatever else might be on the other side, as I haven't seen full coin itself. But my point is, definitely check out the Kickstarter campaign, because this is one of the games which, like I mentioned earlier, for me came out of nowhere and suddenly is one of the games I strongly consider to get for myself. Now, one of the really interesting things is that Too Fat To Fly games, it is not their first game. If you've ever had a chance to hear about Temple Town or Moonshiners, both of these games are created by the same studio from Bucharest, Romania. So if you've had a 
anything good about these games, you know that you can expect another good project from Dining with Dracula. Well, I myself haven't had the chance to play Moonshiners or Trouble in Temple Town. I've heard quite a good stuff about Moonshiners and the theme itself was always one that I was kind of on, on the lookout. At that time, I didn't have funds to back it, but it was one of the games that I was really interested in. Now, with Dining with Dracula, it's another game that is on the radar, which means most likely I will follow that little company on Kickstarter, awaiting their another project, the future projects as well. So, to sum it all up, and just to let you know, that's by no means any sponsored um, episode, we are not being paid to do the review. Realistically, we've been just given that copy to give it a go and share our honest thoughts. And I can speak for myself and for Michael, because we played the game together, and we both said that the game is really fun. It looks pretty, it's not a table hog, surprisingly, you know, with all the games having billion miniatures, games that take five tables or require hours of setup, it's a nice game that has that simplicity of all the titles. It's a really easy set game to set up, it's really easy game in terms of learning how to play, but it's also a really fun game to play, because the decision making, like I mentioned earlier, is not dumped down, there isn't just one best choice, and you are always on your feet, you are always on your feet thinking about what I'm gonna do, am I gonna go here, am I gonna do this, will I have enough blood to pay for the brime, do I have to stick my neck and get bitten, all of that is there, so the, the complexity comes from the decision making and different means of getting what you want. Well, we only had the chance to play it with two players, but I can imagine that with four players it becomes much more complex and even more fun because the competition gets much more hardcore, so to speak. So to sum up, I would say that that's a game that I would recommend you to have a look at. Whether you've heard about it earlier or not, we at the Dog Ate My Meeple podcast recommend you to have a look. and. If you are looking for something that's family friendly and a lighter type of game, then this might be a title worth your attention, because from us it would get our seal of approval. Now with that I think it's gonna be it, because I don't want to bore you to death with all the different details, and you know, unlike old Count Dracula, we are not ageless and our time is very precious. So thank you very much for listening guys, as always it's been a pleasure to be with you, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you will let us know what you think and please visit our Facebook website on our Facebook community which you can find by just looking for the Dog Ate My Meeple fan community as we are going to share some of the pictures from our game and you will have a chance to see how the game looks, how the art style looks. Though please do bear in mind that this is a prototype so the all of the meeples, all of the elements are still early version and the final version will be looking much better. But then again, if you want to have a look at the final version, then just wait two days and on 18th of August, go to Kickstarter and check out Dining with Dracula. With that, thank you very much, guys. As always, take care, enjoy your games and see you in two weeks time. Thanks for listening and bye.